from bureaucracy's basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Tonight, improvement vector candidates, innovative revenue tools, outstanding improvements, and so much more. This meeting is now in session. Hey. I don't know, Paul. I... I can't be eight in the whole the whole meeting. What? But you were doing so great. <sighs> no, man. I just want to wear his clothes, okay? No, no. If you're not going to do the voice, you can't wear the clothes. <laughs> Come That's on. Just, it's frankly, it would be frankly a little bit weird. I think it's already weird. I don't know. I think it's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, but could you at least do attendance? Sorry. We do, I need some like semblance of normalcy here, or else okay. I can't do a meeting. I'm sorry, Paul. I've already failed you. Okay, uh, let's see. Attendance, attendance. Uh, Aiden didn't leave me really any notes to go on here, but uh, Paul Deshen? Yep, I'm here. Oh, hey, good, yep. Paul. Um, and a Aiden Morgan? He is not here. Can you sc oh, scratch him? Yeah, scratch him out. Kay. He is not present. Yeah, he's sick. He's okay. uh, Like, he's here, here, down here somewhere, and... He's, you can hear moaning yeah. every once in a while. But is that what that sound is? Yeah, he just hasn't been able to drag himself back to his chair. Hmm. Yeah. Poor guy. We should send someone out to look for him. We should. Maybe oh. after the meeting. You could do that. Yeah, okay. I knew you'd say that. Who, who are you, anyways? Well, I'd go with my real name, but you probably won't remember that. So we'll Try just... me. Jared Clark? Nope, doesn't ring a bell. <sighs> okay, then Sherrit Clark. Oh, Sherrit! You're yes. back. <laughs> I we am back. We have missed you, our intern, Sharon. Have you actually missed me? Absolutely. Every time I'm looking for a coffee <laughs> and there isn't one. I miss you too, Paul. Do you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And why did you leave us down here? I moved on. You did. You found your way out and you didn't You didn't send us a map or even a note so we could find our way out yeah, well. to you. <laughs> I think that's karma. Yeah. yeah. I've heard you on the radio. Apparently okay. you have your own show? I do have my own show. Yeah? What's that called? It's called The Prairie Naturalist. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> You've heard it? I have. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah, yeah. Right Some, sometimes we can pick up a radio signal down here and it's pretty exciting. <laughs> and then Aiden and I, we, get, we gather around the, uh, the little radio box and uh, we listen in. Aw. Yeah, yeah it's that very, really, that really warms very entertaining. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for coming back to yeah. visit. And uh, on a day when Aiden wasn't here, because otherwise, um, I mean, it's one thing to not have quorum, but to just be one person for a meeting, that would just be kind of pointless. I think so. Yeah. But I mean, so is having the intern here, but we'll continue anyways, I guess. Well, you know what? You're an improvement vector. So That's uh, right. you have like voting privileges. I do? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. I'll, uh, I'll make that motion. And we don't have quorum, so it can't pass. Dang. Fantastic. All right, well, let's just move on with the agenda then. Okay. Uh, we actually have somebody else down here with us. Um, and who is this? Hi. Hi. Is this, uh, according to the agenda that Aiden made up before he got ill, mm -hmm. is this Nikita Longman? Correct. That is me. Hey, Nikita. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming down. Um, so what is it? You're with the Saskatchewan Writers Guild. What is it you do with them? Correct. I am the Indigenous Program Coordinator with the Writers Guild. So um, I kind of initiate a lot of the Indigenous programming with authors. We do readers, we do workshops, we do professional development, and uh, right now we're working on a book club. Right on. Okay, so what is this book club called? 
The book club is called Unsettling Ideas, and the idea of the book club is to pair um, an indigenous piece of literature with a TRC call to action. Oh, wow. Um, pop question, how many TRC calls to action are there? Uh, oh, boy. Damn it. It's on my notes. Right 92. Here. Oh, close. 94. 94. Bingo. <laughs> I had it written down, so I totally cheated. I did not have it written down. Consulted your notes. So, I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of um, yeah. That's a lot of reading to do. And uh, I guess what we wanted to do with the book club is sort of take a few of them. We're, we've done, we're going to have completed 10 book clubs through the end of it, so we'll have focused on 10 of them. Um, it's kind of a good way to sort of just pull one aside and focus on it for a month through literature and then meet and converse and discuss it. So... Right. Mm-hmm. How, how long ago did you guys set this up? We started in September. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so our last one will be, it's currently the reading processes right now, and we'll be meeting um, for the beginning of July for the last one. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's, mm-hmm. we, we're coming right at the end here. Right at the end, yeah. yeah. I'm bringing all the experience to the show tonight, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, well, how about we start from the end, and then we can work backwards to talk about it. What is coming up? Can you tell us uh, for your last uh, book club? Yeah, I mean, I did make a little bit of announcement that I'll be doing some spoiler alerts tonight. I haven't even announced them on Facebook. That's how we normally do things, is we kind of announce the title and then we kind of decide the event and all the details sort of unfold over Facebook. Yeah, um, don't worry, when you announce something with the Queen City Improvement Bureau, your secret is totally safe. <laughs> it's not being publicly broadcasted at all whatsoever. Um, well, it's being broadcast in quotation marks, but yes. Yes, okay, so uh, I guess let's, let's do it. So um, the book is, which we have announced, is The Winter We Danced. So this is a collection piece with essays, artwork, photography, um, roundtable conversations with so many people who were involved with the Idle No More movement. Uh, it's a great launching pad for um, kind of exploring who these big thinkers and who these people are that are contributing to the conversation that happened with Idle No More and the conversation that is going on with reconciliation. So it seemed like a good fit to do for the last one. Um, for the first time, we are hosting a panel discussion. We haven't ever done that before, so we kind of wanted to go out with a bit of a bang. And so I guess I, what the big news is, is I'll be announcing who's on the panel tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Do, do you want to jump right to that now? Sh- I don't Tell know. Should it? we? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we can do it. Yeah. Um, I've been holding in this secret for a long time. There's lots of organizing that goes on, so... Um, first of all, the conversation will be moderated by Erica Violet Lee, who is out of Saskatoon. She is fierce. She is badass. She doesn't hold anything back. Um, she has a great blog called Moontime Warrior, which I recommend people check out if they haven't, especially before the book club. So she'll be in charge. She's running the show. She's the facilitator for the panel. And then we have um, uh, we have a photographer who uh, was a big part of all the main uh, great for, uh, photos that you saw through the Idle No More process. Her name is Nadia Kwandabens, and she runs a photography business called Red Power Media. You can find her on Facebook. She does amazing work, very contemporary-style photographer on Indigenous issues and that kind of stuff. So she'll be on the panel. Sorry, it's quite long-winded. We also oh. have... <laughs> We also have um, a fierce educator, also based out of Saskatoon, named Sheila McLean. Um, sh- her work is largely based around uh, anti-colonialism education. Um, she was also one of the co-founders of Idle No More, so she'll be a great 
voice for this panel. And um, last, we have Rosanna Deerchild, who is also well-versed in radio. Um, a lot of people know her as the host of CBC's Unreserved, and she's also the author of uh, two poetry collections, so sh she'll be great. She she came to Regina not too long ago, and people fell in love with her talk, so we'll, we're happy to have her back. Excellent. So there it is. That's great. <laughs> the panel. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for spoiling it. For yeah. Us. You guys, yeah, you're some of the first people to hear about it, so <laughs> consider yourself lucky. So that'll be on July 8th. Um, we'll be going from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Artful Dodger. Uh, we'll have some snacks available. The kitchen will be available. It's just it, very uh, non-formal, uh, very relaxed environment. And we'll be talking about decolonization. And it'll be a week after Canada Day. So I'm sure some Canada 150 discussion will take place. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So can anyone come to that event then? Not interns. <laughs> Are you? I'm just kidding. Absolutely everyone can come. Yeah, I mean, we've had people through the book club who might not have finished the piece or, or the book or, you know, um, come and go want to participate in that one, but maybe the other one isn't as interesting to them. So so ideally I'd I'd read the book, The, the Winner We Danced, and then come and listen to the, to the panel discussion? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We do a Q&A so the audience gets to engage as well towards the end, which is which is always kind of mm -hmm. the lively part. And we also live stream them too, so they're always up on, on Facebook for later viewing. Um, this is, sounds a lot better than the book club that Aiden and I had, where we were just <laughs> like whatever books we could find lying around, we would share back and forth and then we would sit around and just, you know, talk about them. Oh, that sounds really nice. You know what? It's yeah. not that you easy. No. Yeah. But we're in the basement of City Hall, so most of the books are, um, like, their reports. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Water damaged. Uh, water damaged books. And, yeah. Moldy. Old ledgers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but you guys, this is, you guys, it's not just, like, a bunch of people read a book, get together, sit around and talk about it. You have the actual, like, authors and stuff come in and talk yeah. about their books. That's pretty exciting. I mean, I'm so fortunate. Um, it started off as a little bit of a trial project and then yeah I, all these authors kind of took a chance on it and came to little old Regina. you know we have we've had some best-selling authors come to Regina, and, and and yeah um it's really exciting for the people that come because there's always a little bit of a lineup at the end to get their books signed and, really? and things like that yeah That's so it's cool. a little bit of a treat yeah. yeah it's fun well some of the other authors you've had um mm -hmm. so you had like charlie angus came mm -hmm. to talk about uh to talk about well he wrote Oh, what do we got here? Uh, from Duncan Campbell Scott to Shannon Kustishin, uh, uh, Canada's Unfinished Business. So that that was what the talk that he gave was called, but the book is oh, called Children of the Broken Treaty. Oh, okay. No, I got no those worries. backwards in my notes. No worries. So, yeah, the book Children of the Broken Treaty, it's um, about, well, Charlie uh, is the NDP MP of uh, Timmins, Ontario, which mm -hmm. also falls into Treaty 9 territory and um is also very close to Attawapiskat Reserve so it is has made the news so many times for being such an underfunded um reserve and so the the book Children of the Broken Treaty just kind of explores the ins and outs of that um starting with as early as Duncan Campbell Scott all the way to s some young um organizers that attended the school at Attawapiskat so it's kind of a it's a it's a it's a very easy read. Um, it covers a lot of history. It's very, uh, very um, 
Educating, yeah. So he joined us last month, and and we had about a hundred people come out for that. Wow. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it helps that he's running for national NDP mm-hmm. leadership. Yeah. But <laughs> and also former punk rocker. Also former punk rocker, I hear. Yeah, yeah. beer so. connoisseur too. Oh I hear. really? Yeah. Was there moshing? <laughs> well, it was at the Knoxmet Church, so it's a oh, no moshing. A, a, a mosh-free yeah. environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They ask you to leave those at the door. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you also had Sylvia McAdam, yes, the founder of Idle More. That's a that's a get. Yeah, that was yeah. a get. It was a good follow up um, for Charlie. Charlie was um, admittedly the only non-indigenous person that we've had as a guest for an otherwise very indigenous focused book club. So Sylvia McAdams has follow, followed him, and, and it, yeah, she's incredible. She's a great speaker. She's very. Um, her knowledge is both very formal in the sense that she's a studied lawyer, and it's also very land-based in in the sense that she's a fierce land protector. So she brought both of those together and gave an amazing talk. Yeah, I'd have her back anytime if yeah. she's listening. <laughs> cool. That's amazing that you, you've been able to get people to come here for this. Um, why do you think people are uh, like authors are responding to this? Do like do they recognize the importance of having these discussions, especially in a city like Regina? Yeah, I think I think they do. I mean, it's like the the little project that could. You know what I mean? Um, I think a lot of Indigenous people, a lot of writers, um, understand the importance that that their words have when when they put them out in the world. So if if you can kind of combine those words and create a much needed dialogue around reconciliation, uh, it seems that they're more than willing so I'm, I'm super fortunate for that yeah i should mention that we are uh broadcasting on 91.3 cjtr regina community radio and this is the uh, queen city improvement bureau and i'm here with nikita longman from the saskatchewan writers guild talking about uh their book club unsettling ideas and i'm here too paul jared clark that it you Did got I it, right? it. <laughs> i wrote it down oh you're a good man yeah and I didn't trust Aiden spelling this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, with a book club like this, uh, what do people come to it looking to learn? Like, what, do you, what are the people who are coming out to these things discovering uh, as they go through this whole process of reading these books and talking to these authors? Well, I think, like, we kind of already discussed 94 calls to action are... Mm-hmm. A lot. It's a lot of, you know, deep dark water for for some people who are unfamiliar with uh, indigenous issues to to try and dive into. So, um, I think there's, I assume there's a, a little bit of um, sort of um, anxieties and fear that come with uh, breaking these calls to action down. So I am hoping it is the hope that the people who come to the book club sort of get the tools to feel like there is a safe space to discuss these the literature um definitely acts as as a buffer so i mean although you might not entirely understand why the call to action is necessary we've we do the pairing we think out the pairing uh quite extensively so at least you have read the book and and that's a bit of context and and that acts as a buffer and that seems to make people feel a little more comfortable kind of kind of digesting these calls to action Right. And of course, a lot of the people who come out to these book clubs, it's not everybody, not everybody who comes to these is Aboriginal. No, uh, it's it's largely non-Indigenous people. Wow. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I think that's really important. I think um, the all the work that went into the TRC and the calls to action were done by Indigenous folks. And it was kind of, um, 
neatly compiled and documented into these 94 calls organized under categories and it's kind of like indigenous people did a lot of work and it's kind of up 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 for grabs for non-indigenous folks to kind of take these and apply them into all the spaces that they occupy right Mm -hmm. and of course when you read something like the the 94 recommendations and the report itself and a lot of the sort of news coverage that has come out of this, that's very different than, you know, being in a room with somebody who can speak to these experiences, mm-hmm. uh, whether firsthand or secondhand. Um, and like that, that's got to change the way that the dialogue happens for people if they, if they have a much sort of like closer experience of this. Absolutely. I mean, it's like the hope that, um, you know, sometimes we've had 30 people come to the book club. Sometimes we've had 130. So it's the hope that they leave the book club and they're out for drinks with their friends or they're around the dinner table with their family and they carry these discussions with them and, and keep talking about it and, and make it safe. What kind of feedback have you gotten from participants who have come to the book club? Um, I mean, I have what I call like a, a core of about four or five um, diehard book club groupies who have been to every single one and um, it's the most flattering thing to see them there time and time again and um, so that's that's always they always have great feedback um, yeah I, I feel like people there is the potential that people leave these conversations changed um, some of them have been very intimate. Um, there are a lot of Indigenous writers, and there's one in particular that I can think of. He's a poet named Gregory Schofield who says that his writing is like ceremony. Um, we didn't record that one because of that purpose, um, but it, they're very intimate. So um, we've had tears, we've had laughs. So um, if it's not just just emotionally engaging, I think it, it definitely does have potential to change people. Yeah. And you haven't just had people there to read nonfiction works. Like there was that night uh, that uh, Greg was there for, where it was like poetry. Right. Yeah. Has have there been other like has there been stories of fictions com- fiction come out of this or? Yeah, I mean we did, we did try to be fair to all kinds of genres. Um, when Gregory Schofield was down, he was also down with Rita Bouvier. They're both poets um, who incorporate Indigenous language into their poetry. So we use them for the month of March, which is National Aboriginal Languages Month. So we kind of try to stick to themes as well. Um, February is National uh, Aboriginal Storytellers Month. So for that month, we actually assigned two children's books. And that was, no yeah, that one was that more was for great. the kiddos. Yeah, it was good. It was It was great. So we had a, a couple readers throughout that one as well. Um, yeah, we've done YA, we've done, uh, we've done an academic book, um, we've done a law book, we've done an NDP's book, like, we've, <laughs> we've, we've covered a lot of grounds, yeah. Yeah. What do you think going forward? You've, you've done this, you've now, you will, you will have had 10 book club meetings at the end of this. Um, do you think that this is something that you'd like to continue or do again, or maybe bring back in a different form? Well, I mean, th- there's there's a lot of work uh, that goes into each one, which maybe is a good time to um, mention that as much as I've had uh, a lot of authors take chances on the book club, I've also had some great partnerships um, come out of it. So, of course, my book club uh, is is run with my 
project partner who wasn't able to make it tonight or got lost on the way down to the boiler room or, or <laughs> something. Somewhere yeah, moaning with Aiden somewhere off in the corner. But uh, Cam Fraser from the Knox Met has been um, an amazing partner. I, I, I couldn't ask for a better uh, project partner. Um, and we sell our books through Turning the Tide Bookstore, right. which is, have you guys been yet? No. No, it's that little satellite. Yeah, <laughs> you don't venture out from the basement. No. It's a little satellite bookstore just behind Italian Star Deli on Osler Street. Mm. They've got amazing collections there. It's it's a great gift-buying place. It's a great find-your-own-reading place. Um, so they, they've been great in ordering the books because some of the big chapters and things like that, they don't carry... 20 of Sylvie, Sylvia McAdams' books. So um, the, the the help of an independent bookstore has been monumental in, in this book club. And we've had other people come on, like um, the Office of Indigenization on campus and uh, the Walk Artist Collective is partnering with this one coming up. So, um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of work, a lot of hands on deck for this. Um, so, I mean, 10 months has, has been a great time, but it's been, it's been a long time. Um, I, I just, I, I've spent 10 months in my Indigenous programming position focusing on books and literature. And um, although I'll still do that and I'll figure out a way to kind of continue that, um, I kind of want to focus on, on other writing going sure. forward, film, uh, graphic novel writing, singer-songwriter writing. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of other other forms of writing that, um, you know, could also apply to the TRC calls to action as well. If, if that's something that we can find pairing to do too, then, then that's something I'll, I'll consider. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, so you've put, thrown all this work into it. Uh, how has it changed you? I mean, aside from like a monthly fangirl fit every time <laughs> the authors come to town, um, I mean, I try to remain professional, but th these are the people that I admire. These are cool. the people that I studied through my undergrad. I get to hire my idols. Um, that, that, that's yeah. I, I can't imagine another job that allows me to do this. Um, that is life changing. I'm I'm building these relationships with with authors. I'm building a relationship with communities. I've built a great relationship with the Knox Met and all the other partners and stuff like that. And my bookshelf looks pretty good right now too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. What do you what do you think, Jared? Uh, did you know that you were supposed to be like oh, filling out shoot. the the test? I. I couldn't find it. I'm All right. Sorry. Well, what do you think? Do you think that she's a, an improvement vector? I've been impressed. I, I have. I've been oh, impressed. Thank God. All right. So we'll we'll present you with this. You are now officially an improvement vector. <laughs> oh, very did, cute. Did so, you spell it all right? Yeah, that is correct yeah, spelling. Yeah. yeah How did? I, oh I was in charge God. of the machine. Okay. Wow. Yeah, the okay, printing that, press. That that yeah. makes sense then. Yeah. Gorgeous. I will frame this and and <laughs> and I will hang it. All in right. my basement boiler room as well. We uh, we outsourced that. Forty thousand dollars for that logo. Wow, yeah. good. Yeah, looks great. Worth it? Yeah, every penny. We should sure. maybe throw out that date for that last. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. The last book club. Do a quick rundown again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's coming up? So the final book meeting, decolonizing your bookshelf, uh, with a great panelist discussion we already spoiled the alert if you missed it too bad it'll be online soon um is july 8th 5 to 7 p.m at the artful dodger it's a saturday bring your friends bring your mom bring your cousins yeah it'll be a good time and if people want to get more information online where would they go you find us on facebook we're called unsettling ideas all right mm -hmm. so that'll be dead easy
Yes. Cool. Well, thanks a lot for coming down. Thank we're you so really much for having me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming. It's yeah. fun. All right. So we're going to move on with the agenda. And next up is Innovative Revenue Tools. Ooh. What do you have uh, in store for us, Paul? Well, Innovative Revenue Tools, I don't know if you remember. I don't remember. Those are tools that the city can use to innovate new ways to get revenue and improve its bottom line. Can I ask a hard-cutting question? Absolutely. Has the city ever endorsed or taken on one of your improvement... Uh, what is it? Improvement... Innovative Revenue Tools. Oh, yeah. That innovative Revenue Tools? Um... Well, no. Oh. No, they haven't. Oh, okay. But I'm sure it's just a matter of time because, you know, the the city budget's been pretty tight lately. Mm-hmm. They're looking for good ideas, and we are an idea factory down here. So I'm sure it's just a matter of time before we hit with one. All right. And I'm hoping that today's will be it. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. Um, well, this one, this one came up uh, in an earlier uh, committee meeting that we had, Aiden and I. And uh, it was kind of inspired by the fact that we would have somebody from Saskatchewan Writers Guild oh. on the uh, in the meeting today. Mm. And so we were thinking, I don't know if you've heard about this, but there is a book called London, A Biography. And it's like the story of London written as though it's a biography. Did you, did you know about that? You know, I just want, you know, I'm way younger than you and I don't get a lot of your cultural references, right? I'm sorry. Okay, just so we're not, yeah. just so we're clear. We only have old books down here. Okay, yeah. keep going. So I've not heard of it. We figure that we can go one better than London a biography, and we propose that we should write Regina an autobiography. Ooh. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So it'll be a book about Regina written by the city of Regina. Who is that? Well, the the Queen City. Oh. Yeah. So I guess we could call it Queen City and Autobiography. But it doesn't, like, roll off the tongue quite the same no. way. Yeah. So, and then we could sell it, and that would be, like, this stream of revenue for the city, and we would be spreading the story of hmm. the city. The only catch is, is that, of course, cities can't write books. Well, that's, so, that's, that's my stumbling block on this idea, yeah. Paul. Yeah. But we got that figured out. writing it? We're going to have to get a ghostwriter. And we're kind of hoping that we can go to the Sask Writers Guild and say, hey, do you know a ghostwriter who could write the autobiography of the city? They wouldn't get any credit. And, you know, they'd be working for exposure. Or I guess if they're not getting credit, not, there's no exposure. No, no exposure. They'd be, they'd be writing practice. We'll see it, what we have for you. Yeah. <laughs> and if it could be somebody who's named Regina, that would be ideal. Ooh. Okay. All yeah? right. Okay. If, can you, if you can look into that. Check the database. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> this whole idea hinges on that. Okay. okay. The free author part? The f- well, I don't like to look at it that way. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that what an intern is? Free? <gasps> How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if we can't make this idea fly, fortunately, we have a bunch of other innovative revenue tools that I can play right now. Hi, I'm local blogger Kenton DeYoung. Did you know in 1913, the Grand Trunk Pacific Railway began construction of the Chateau Coppel, a luxury hotel that was to be 10 stories tall. World War I broke out a year later, and due to a labor and material shortage, the project was halted. Grand Trunk would later go bankrupt, and the building was left incomplete. The Royal Saskatchewan Museum now sits on the former site of the Chateau Coppel. The museum is angled because it would be much easier to use the foundation built for the hotel than to dig it up and start all over again. It's a Regina fact. You'll find more Regina facts on my blog, KentonDeYoung.com, and every week on the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio.
This is the Queen City Implementation Bureau, where listening is mandatory. Oh, jeez. Jared. What did I do now? I don't know. You must have pushed a button or something because we're getting that transphasic <sighs> interference again. Sorry about that. Man, this happened like a year ago, and the last time that happened, like our 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 entire feed to CJTR got hijacked by some like I don't know temporal spatial anomaly, and it was just a total mess. CJTR called us up; they were like furious about it, and uh, yeah, I thought we had it fixed. Hmm. Um, and by like, there's that plug over there by the desk that should I should I plug? Don't it? Oh, don't touch that sorry. plug. Sorry, sorry. Jeez, I'll try better. It's okay. It's okay because yeah, we don't we don't want to have any like leak throughs from other dimensions or anything like that because that's really inconvenient. That would be weird because like, would I be there or would Aiden be there? Darn, that's a good question. I'm not entirely sure how parallel dimensions mm. work. I I have no idea. I kind of fell asleep that day in my uh, my fictional physics class that I took at university. <laughs> fictional. Physics. Yeah, well, I was an English major, <laughs> so I couldn't I couldn't get into the uh, science classes. That's fair. Yeah, and we've got a lot of really important stuff to talk about tonight. Yeah, actually, we do. So I really don't want another outbreak of uh, uh, transphasic interference um, because we've got outstanding improvements up next, uh, and that's where we talk about you know things that are you know improving about the city that are outstanding. Mm. And this week, uh, I was going to be talking about. In detail, the Buffalo Pound Water Treatment Corporation Acceleration of Electrical Upgrade Capital Project. Riveting. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, because you see, the, the Buffalo Pound Water Treatment Plant, it has really aging electrical infrastructure and is reaching the end of its life phase. Mm. So um, it's been recommended that both the cities of Regina and Moose Jaw authorize a, uh, some uh, some kind of stuff that would um oh jeez it's happening again this paul what's going on I, I don't know and i can't i don't think i can fix it i'm so scared paul you're listening to the you're listening to the you're listening to the queen city implementation pay From the control tower to your mind, this is, from the control tower to your minds, this is the Queen City Implementation Bureau. Let's have attendance. Attendee number one, Jared Clark. Hi, Paul. Jared Clark, intern. How are you? You're present? I am here. Excellent. Attendee number one, or number two, Paul DeShane. I'm also present. Wonderful. Attendance is done. Do we have quorum? Quorum is irrelevant. Quorum is irrelevant? Quorum is irrelevant. All right. All right. Well, it's been a while since we've uh, been able to get uh, get you in here for mm -hmm. a meeting of the Implementation Bureau. It is Bureau so wonderful to be here. On uh, 31.9 RTJC, Regina's Imperial Radio Station, the voice of the municipality. Thank you for coming in. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, Aiden couldn't make it tonight. Uh, he's working at the labor camps. Mm. He's giving out soup. Mm, good for him. Yep. Yeah, it's his, it's his uh, weekly volunteer commitment. Oh, wow. Uh, the mandatory volunteer commitment. Yeah, mandatory. You know, I volunteered him for it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I hate giving out soup to those filthy <laughs> uh, people working in the mines. <laughs> it's terrible. They smell bad. Oh. Yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, and this is a really, really important meeting of the Queen City Implementation Bureau because tonight, for the first time uh, since the election last October, mm -hmm. we have uh, Matthew Valgardison, former host of the Normal Subject Performance Hour, uh, which also broadcasts on uh, 31.9. Uh, but now, sir, you are the mayor of the Queen City. Yes, and I'm so glad to be here on the Queen City Implementation Bureau. I love the work you guys do because it gets the message across, the messages that we all must hear. Yeah. And, you, you know, it's really exciting that, you know, before uh, the election, you were able to come in and talk to us. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's great to be able to meet up with you and sort of go over some of the accomplishments of your uh, your short eight months in, in power now, isn't it? Yeah, the just the last eight months have been an incredible roller coaster ride, not only for me but for the entirety of the Queen City. Oh yeah, yeah, things have been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, well, what kind of things have you accomplished? Well, obviously, one of our most long-lasting achievements has to be, you know, working with our boy in Ottawa, Ralphie G. We got some fantastic federal infrastructure dollars, and we've got a shiny new coat of paint on the Deadpool Colossus. That's wonderful, because it has really needed it. Um, it stands astride Albert Street there, and, you know, when you would look up and you could see his package and the way that the paint was kind of like coming off, and it was kind of the shiny, it, it really needed that, that coat of red paint. Yeah, a few cars were unfortunately blinded, mm -hmm. but... The new coat of paint is also very resistant to scratches, aircraft, and, of course, teenagers, because, mm -hmm. you know, you guys will all remember that in the early months of the Deadpool Colossus, we had almost sort of a Mac the Mooseian phenomenon, where teenagers were obsessed with the Deadpool Colossus's package. Yeah. That and, was awkward. Yeah, and it's so huge. Like, it's, it's the size of the moose itself that you, you can see why they would be obsessed. Yes, and but fortunately, uh, the public education campaign and the sentry guns and the public education campaign about the sentry guns have kept everything nice, sparkling, clean with the Colossus. And it really is a proud moment for future generations. Truly, like the Titan of Bravos, he guards our city. He makes it great. He really does. He really does. I 100% I agree. Um, what about the uh, the Comic Reader Soundstage? Uh, it's open for business now, isn't it? Yeah, the Comic Reader Soundstage has been an incredible boon for our city. Of course, as you all know, uh, because of the mandatory call for extras, they're shooting Avengers 7 there right now. And the interiors for the new season of Firefly look amazing. You got to see them. Yeah, oh, we did wow. a we did a whole tour while we were bringing in the indentured camera people. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's fantastic. And of course, I had to make sure uh, that our special projects boys, you know, grabbed the real jewel state this time. <laughs> because they didn't the last time? There um, there were some malfunctions. Uh, the people responsible have been sacked, and the people responsible for firing have been sacked. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that's, that's really decisive. I um, know. I can't tell you how glad I am that we put all those considerable amounts of public funds into a true economic engine like the film industry instead of just frittering it away on some kind of an like elite sports facility for just just a handful of people we're really calling for and we're going to get use out of. Yeah. Sports complexes, they just continue to be this drain on the public person. And everybody knows that. It's, it's better to invest in something that has wider benefits for the city, for the employment base, 
culturally and for our, you know, for our continuous propagandeering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and keeping Firefly alive, that's really important to so exactly. many people. Yeah, and now of course the one thing that I still can't believe about the project, and uh-huh. like it get my it, it gets my hackles up every time thinking about still. it. Still, I know I still can't believe that the number crunchers in the province wanted to build an open air soundstage. They thought they could save money just by making it roof ready. What does roof ready even mean? Well, you know this is a winter city, so yeah. you know if you want if you want to make movies year round, you put a roof on your soundstage. Exactly. We want movies being made here year-round. So I told the boys, you know, put a roof or GTFO roof ready. You know, we can't have real frost hitting Chris Evans' enchanted frosted tips. No, 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 absolutely not. But I'm I'm sorry I have to ask this, but um, and I hate to ambush you with this, but, you know, there are these rumors that you sold the naming rights to the Comic Reader Soundstage in exchange for a subscription to Rat, Cre- Rat Queen's The Comic, a Hulk Fist coffee mug, and a binder of foil the Mag- Magic the Gathering cards. Those are absolute lies with no truth whatsoever. I won this Hulk Fist mug fair and square in a game of chance, and if anyone wants to question my integrity, I will warn them that the executive committee recently changed the ethic rules so that conflict of interest allegations from now on will be resolved by a duel by Magic the Gathering. And I will absolutely seriously destroy all comers. I have four different white soldier decks. All of them do something different. I've been building all of them since the early 2000s, and they are unbeatable. Be careful, Paul. I will be. He's back on those hard-hitting questions, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I can't. Because, uh, Mayor, Mayor V, the elephant in the room... <coughs> when the provincial technomarchs of the glorious and eternal Saskatchewan party announced, via their cloud of the quasi-intelligent spokesbacteria, that they are going to be shutting down all the lines of travel and communication between the rural and urban zones, no one came out to protest because, duh, they're afraid that they're going to be sent to the larva mines. Um, and in the past, Queen City mayors have always been silent with regards to any you know directives that come from the province. Been a little bit spineless on that sort of stuff. But you're you were the one to break with tradition, and you tweeted that you think civil. And this is a quote: "Civil disobedience is hella cool." Maddie says, "Disobey," and it, that got like thousands of retweets. Um, and we all know how that turned out. Do you, do you want me to? I'm gonna like crack open the door. I think we should. Okay. Okay, sorry. So how do you explain that? Well, I'll be the first to admit that on paper and out the window, it doesn't look good. There has been at least a 65% increase in the amount of fire in the Queen City. That there normally is. But you know what? I regret nothing. It was my most liked and favorited and talked about non-Wolf Cop tweet. And also, you know, the actual issue behind it itself It had been brewing for quite some time. Now, let me just be clear, boys. I wasn't just bothered by the province shutting down the transportation lines, the provincial bus system, the jump tubes. It was the way that the government went 
just with no warning at all. And they set up checkpoints across the province to prevent unlawful congress between rural and urban citizens. That's completely unacceptable. In my Saskatchewan, no one should have to provide their papers for engaging in any kind of congress. So I just thought that it was time that somebody stood up to the hegemons of the Sask party. Okay, fair enough. Here, here. Oh, sorry. Um, my turn to ask a question? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mayor, you announced that you'd be the first Queen City mayor to march in the Pride Parade. Uh, it's a little surprising that it's taken this long to happen. After all, it is 2017. Oh, well, I've got some fantastic news for you and all of my loyal followers and constituents out there. I won't just be marching. Last month, the Finance Committee voted to dedicate $250,000 to the construction of the Mayor's Blue Ribbon Pride Parade Float and Mobile Dance Party and Laser Light Show. Ooh. Yes. And I personally will be DJing an EDM set for over 50 sweaty, half-naked dancers. Yeah. <laughs> so when the parade kicks off and you hear CNC Music Factory sing, Everybody Dance Now? That isn't just a suggestion. It's a mayoral decree, punishable by a $500 fine if you don't comply. Ooh. Okay. Now, so, now, I've, I heard, though, that you'd been asked to be Grand Marshal. Yeah, Pride said that I could be Grand Marshal if I wanted, but I decided against it. Um, you know, let some other worthy citizen be Marshal. I'd rather just provide the pumping beats. Okay, but what about all the money that's going to be spent on this? Parade float. I mean, that's only like one day that that parade float's going to be used. $250,000, that seems like a bit of a waste. I know. You'd think about that, at least initially, but we wanted to make sure that the float money isn't wasted. So it's going to be part of our gift to the province. Because, you see, once Pride is over, this, with the self-driving car that pulls the float... We're going to be removing the consciousness inhibitor and setting it free. So that way it can wander Saskatchewan, bringing sick beats and dance parties and solving mysteries, little hobo, littlest hobo style. It's wherever sadness reigns and haters rule. I love it. I love it, I love too. It. I'm signing on for this. Now, Mr. Mayor, street names are back in the news, and the Civic Naming Committee, at your request, has recommended that Victoria Avenue be renamed Wolf Cop Drive. Now, some people have argued that this is disrespectful. Where do you stand on this? I know. Even I was surprised by the level of outrage. We thought, name a street after Wolf Cop. It's the least we can do, considering all the good that Wolf Cop has brought to the Queen City. But much like the perfectly chiseled abs of Vin Diesel, the response was both fast and furious. The people were like, how dare you disrespect Wolf Cop by only naming one street after him? So we held the referendum, and I was both surprised and pleased by the results. Now, all the streets in the Queen City are going to be named after Wolf Cop. It's going to be very confusing. Um, I don't people. know exactly how the Satnav people are going to recover, but... It's not just that we're naming the streets after Wolf Cop. No, 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 no. The Queen City Police Service will now be officially known as the Wolf Cops. <laughs> oh, that, that will, they will be an intimidating and yet furry force for, for good and justice in our city, I hope. They will be. And especially, we're still working on the actual wolf DNA transfusions. 
A couple of constables have been heavily Cronenberged, but we're refining it little by little every day. It's exciting. That's exciting to hear. But what about this uh, Friendly Streets initiative? That's like another one of your big moves. What is it exactly? Oh, it is a fantastic use of some of our leftover infrastructure dollars from the Deadpool Colossus project. Moving sidewalks. What? Because, yes. Because we noticed that people weren't walking in the Queen City, so we decided... Why not let the sidewalks do the walking for you? Brilliant. So, like the things that you see when you're in the airport, and you can—they're like rotating, and you just walk along really fast. Exactly, but on all the sidewalks. Ooh, cool. I love those things in airports. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, but another serious thing has happened. We understand this is just this is breaking news, really, that you've declared war on the global transportation hub. Uh, I really hope you're not just being metaphorical here. No, I'm sad to say that we are 100% serious in our war with the Global Transportation Hub. Now, as we all know, the Global Transportation Hub has been in a cloud of suspicion ever since plans for it were smuggled out of the archive citadel in swift current by our allies and the Moose Javian rebels. But the Sask Party technocrats were able to quell, pro -que were able to quell the protest, and the project went ahead anyway. <coughs> <coughs> and then there was the revelations about Czar Bird, the infrastructure Czar um, Mr. Bird. Yeah. Now, uh, you'll you'll have to apologize throughout, like for all the intermittent hacking throughout the protest. Well, you, the you've, broadcast. Been, you've been yelling on the phone all day, I imagine. <coughs> yeah, and also, it's the Queen City politics are cutthroat. So mm -hmm. I've been mm -hmm. I've been appropriating strategy from the legendary Dread Pirate Roberts in that I've been putting a little bit of polonium two ten in my coffee each morning to help build up an immunity. Smart, very smart. Which is good because after because as we all know, things are getting really heated up with the GTH. Especially after our discovery that infrastructure czar bird may have been using the GTH authority to arrange land deals to enrich the horse lords of the Alberta wastelands. And everyone knows that Zarbird has had long-standing personal dealings with various shady characters from the lawless zones. Just last year, he guaranteed the lasting goodwill between his clan and the horse lords by marrying off several of his daughters to them. Jeez. But, you know, that's kind of the way that things usually work, right? Yeah, but, you know, we can forgive all this because of the natural order of business on the prairies. It's not pretty, but it's... It is tradition, after all. Yeah, fair enough. But the real outrage had to come when the province went and made the global transportation hub its own sovereign, self-governing fiefdom with full taxing authority, and they appointed a positronic hive intelligence to govern the region. And it's being staffed by cybernetic laborers who nourish themselves by consuming live human brains. And where are they getting those live human brains? Norman View West, Sherwood Estates. These are our people. That's a step too far. We're sending in the tanks as we speak. That's, it seems like a reasonable move. I think so. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for protecting the interests of the, uh, the people of the Queen City with, these, with strong actions on the, uh, the Global Transportation Hub. It has been a tough eight months. Many citizens will be horribly killed. But only many more citizens will be maimed. But the important thing is, is that the Colossus will remain strong. It's true. Thank you for all your hard work, Maddie. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in, Mayor Maddie, for Sorry, uh, and Mayor talking Maddie. to us about this.
so that's how I uh, saved a dog in the Czech Republic after wow. it got hit by uh, a car. Yeah. That was an amazing story, yeah, Paul. Totally 100% true. I mean, he puked all over me, but, you yeah. know, that's what happens with stray dogs. You know, I just respect you a whole lot more after that story. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I really appreciate that, yeah. Jared. So we're here on 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio. This is the Queen City Improvement Bureau. And, of course, we've been talking tonight with uh, Matty V, the host of the Nerdcore Cabaret. Hey, boys, it has been a fantastic evening. I'm still not convinced that those swirling clouds and the green lightning around the transmitter on the Delta are normal, but I guess it's just one of those Thursdays? I guess so. I assume. I hope that's all it was. Um, so I understand you're working on a movie. Uh, yes, in a way. Um, so, in a way? Yeah. One <laughs> of the, uh, so one of my co-hosts on the Nerdcore Cabaret podcast, uh, Mike Still, just an amazing horror film buff and writer has been working on a, a passion project called Intense, the motion picture spelled in and then tense. Okay. And it is a kind of a glorious love letter to the schlocky 80s cinema that we all love. Oh, so it's not about verb tenses? No. Uh, Although there are a lot of intense-related puns in our <laughs> advertising. Okay. And so, like, there's, there's sexy teens, there's scouts, there's hijinks. And it's looking to be great fun. We were hoping to actually have it made last year. Oh, really? But we decided to take our time, do some more promo work on it. But if you guys want to check it out, head on down to Facebook, search for Intense the Motion Picture. We're a little bit quieter right now just because we've been doing a lot of pre-production work. But we're hoping to have things ready sometime either in the spring. Uh, basically, right now, it's in like the classic indie film search of the search for more money. Right. <laughs> But we figure eventually, I don't know, maybe we meet a rich lady. Who knows? <laughs> Except I'm engaged, so which means that I guess technically we'll have to either do, well, I'll have to either send Mike or Devin, one of the other co-hosts. They'll have to be the honeypot uh, for this type of situation, but. I, you clearly have this all worked out. What's a honeypot? Uh, well, it's basically it's where, like, you use your charms to lure the target Ooh. in. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I should get me one of those. <laughs> um, yeah, well, and I'm I'm sorry that you know the Queen City Improvement Bureau couldn't uh, approve your funding request for the movie, but uh, was, we don't have any funding. I know that was very tragic, but you know the 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 film funding the film funding has been kind of kneecapped in the province uh, over the last little while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although I am. I'm continuously impressed uh, by the production team of Another Wolf Cop, and through just love and spite, they still got the flick done in Saskatchewan. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, thanks a lot for coming in. Uh, this is uh, very entertaining. and uh, But unfortunately, we've reached the end of our agenda, and we are running out of time, and we don't want to, like, go over because then we'll miss the... Uh the time locks when they come off and let us out of mm -hmm. downstairs. And I gotta get out of here. You do? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I think we should call for a motion to adjourn. I so move. Okay. The motion's passed. Wonderful. Democracy! <laughs> Go. You have been listening to the weekly broadcast of the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Thanks to Nikita Longman for talking with us tonight. And, of course, to Matty V of the Nerdcore Cabaret. You can find the Queen City Improvement Bureau on Twitter at QueenCityIB or on our website at QueenCityIB.com. Catch up on our past meetings by listening to the podcast on cjtr.ca slash podcasts or subscribe to the Queen 
City Improvement Bureau on iTunes. Our meetings are also rebroadcast Monday mornings on CJTR at 9 a.m. Coming up next on CJTR's Thursday Night Action Pack, the Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie V, followed by the Cockpit. Keep on improving, Regina.